I really am devastated that he doesn't sell this painting anymore. Yeah. I, I at least can't, so it says, see the full painting here. You click there, site's dead. Um, OURpainting.org. For the, let's see, uh, artist John McNaughton approached the Operation Underground Railroad with the idea of painting an image that would unite people <laughs> behind the cause of saving children from human trafficking. God damn right. I feel united. So you can buy a lithograph of it on eBay for $200. Hell yes. And here's a, and it comes with the handy key of people who are um, in the um, in the actual painting who are bowing to Tim Ballard. I got I got to say this. <laughs> so the first couple of people in here that are identified are Tim and Catherine Ballard. Wish them well. Uh, happy couple, I'm sure. Uh, Harriet Tubman. Harriet Beecher Stowe, Frederick Douglass, William H. Seward, Abraham Lincoln, William Lloyd Garrison, uh, Sojourner Truth. Amazing. Tony Robbins. Amazing. <laughs> That's oh. great. Paul Hutchinson, a f- name that comes up quite a bit for some reason. For Wait, we should say a uh, guy who was also uh, uh, an alleged sex pest. Oh my Tony fucking Robbins. God. Ashton Kutcher. Yes. No way. Yes. Wait, who's the guy in front though? In the uh, very f- who's carrying Harriet Harriet Tubman? Uh that's not Harriet Tubman. I think that's just a child. Harriet Wait, Tubman. Wait, where's Harriet is Tubman? Kneeling. She is to oh, the Oh, I see. I-, I was looking at the cropped in version of the photo that's just I could only see three people. Yeah, number one is just rescuer. Oh, okay. Now I'm okay. So he, the star of the, that's so funny. So the star of this painting from John McNaughton is just an anonymous rescuer, but right behind him is Tim Ballard and Tim's wife. Yep. Also, just a couple other quick names here, just to make sure we got here. Wait, the, uh, the, that that thing that Tim Ballard definitely never wants is the, being the spotlight of the uh, the image, of course. No, anyway. no, definitely not. Um, also, just a few more names in here, just to close it out. Um, Mike Tomlin, Glenn Beck, uh, Albert Pujols, Mike and Tomlin. volunteers. <laughs> oh, I see Glenn Beck. Dude, Dude there are owns. This is amazing. Is that Mia Love? Did you say Mia Love already? Yeah, Mia Love's in it too. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to Bringing Me On Money. Uh, It's Kyle here. I see Abraham Lincoln in this photo. Um, I got Jordan and Greg here with me, and we were just admiring the uh, art of John McNaughton, which... John, uh, come on the pod. Open invite. John John McNaughton, uh, like, uh, unironically paints the best... (laughs) the best stuff he uh you think there's someone out there that's painted like nancy pelosi's face more times than john mcnaughton it's gotta be just him right no No, i don't think maybe ben garrison but that but he never puts as much care into it as john mcnaughton does yeah but also john and i went to the same high school so you know uh go go bruins um (laughs) you know so i feel a kinship to him i like how it's like if you want to see what it would look like if, you know, Donald Trump fought in the Revolutionary War in the style of Thomas Kincaid, I've got the artist just for you. It's, yes. it's so perfect. It's so cozy. Uh, 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 he, of course, did that one of like the the January 6th MAGA guy in prison. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was a yeah. classic. Uh, all the troops kneeling to Jesus, like oh, troops throughout time. Like, yeah. So you, the, didn't he also, he did like a, a Trump and Melania and a big truck. 
Uh, he did. Now, I guess was, now we know the answer to the question favorite. of how often John McNaughton thinks about the Roman Empire. Um, but yeah, dude, the, uh, the, the, the truck one is way funny. Let's There's go. another good one of Donald Trump on a race car, which the race car is like not his like you can tell john does not spend a lot of time drawing race cars or painting them because it looks terrible the the, the the truck one's an interesting one because that was the one that got him suspended off of twitter for a while <laughs> <That's right. laughs> because there's a there's a decri- there's a description of joe biden being tied up in the back of that truck and dude that's right yeah they, that kind of construes a threat so dude he has gonna- one called uh all american trump and it's the one of him like Leatherhead style football and Donald Trump oh, like yes. running into the end zone. Um, it's Dude, cool because both it, him and Ben Garrison have a painting like that. They yeah. love football player Trump. <clears throat> if um, Donald Trump tried to do like a halfback dive or something like that, he'd get two yards and his heart would explode. Dude, it's so funny because so that he like crops in, in different parts of the painting to show you who's in it. So Bernie Sanders on left, Blumenthal on right, Booker on bottom right. <laughs> like, okay. Um, is he sure, inferring man. that Booker is a bottom because, you know? Yeah, he, I think so. He so may he's not be Blumenthal, Schumer, referee, question mark, question mark, Dick Durbin. All the question marks are media personalities, he said. So he doesn't even name them. He just says they're media personalities. And then in the background, people like the fans who are upset that Donald Trump's about to score. There's, they're holding signs that say one just says no, one says stop Trump, one says what happened, the other one says go blue, and he his caption for that one is future Bernie voter voters. What <laughs> future <laughs> Bernie voters? I mean, first off, that doesn't make any sense because like the big consensus among like the right is like there is a groundswell of support for Republicans as being like suppressed by Democrats. So when you have all the fans like cheering for the Democrats, like what are you actually saying? I have no idea. So um, he also like he, he his descriptions are really funny, but he says like goal line, President Trump, Cory Booker, whatever. Bill de Blasio's in this. Um, Dick Durbin referee and through three blue players in the back, not telling exclamation point like he's like putting in little Easter eggs of media personalities that he hates. It's amazing. Just, yeah, they just, just, just all have himself. parentheses by their head. Yeah. <laughs> I like also think like I just I just want to the everyone to know that we've gone like officially six and a half minutes now uh as an intro describing john mcnaughton peyton dude I could if you've ever had hours. any any qualms of us being you know the voice of a generation here That's on true. this podcast yeah i could do this for hours man i love john mcnaughton <laughs> i think he's so he's so fun he makes he, the best stuff. It, it's honestly pretty sad that he's not on Twitter. Maybe is he back? Did oh he's back? Elon yeah. bring him back. Oh nice. It was one of those ones that were you know resurrected from the grave and all that. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's your boys. We're back. Um, I'm recovering from a nasty spell of trench foot that I got at an undisclosed location that I would prefer to not talk about. Yeah, how um, was the desert, man? You had a good time. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy! Just read uh, Lee Fong's <laughs> Substack if you'd like to know how my time at Burning Man. I just I will <laughs> be sure not to do that. But I gonna... unfortunately did, and my goodness, that he is he had a great time at uh, Burning Man. I will just say, apparently, it, it, it good for him. Surprise me, he'd be there. But also at the same point, too, I'm still kind of disappointed. Like I am with most things with Lee Fong. What if I told you that he his article is basically how uh, Burning Man is the left you the left utopia that the left claims they want. 
Oh, oh for God's sakes. <laughs> I can't wait to go to my like leftist utopia so I can uh, talk to the slave labor lawyer guy. <laughs> With the spinning about, hat, about the, yeah. he had like the literal, uh, yeah. like whatever thing. We're going to talk like, about yeah, like how pinwheel hat. How scared we are to walk around San Francisco now. It's awesome. It rules. Um, yeah, it, it was good. Thank you for asking. I'm glad you're I, okay. I'm glad. How was the hike out with Diplo and Chris Rock? <laughs> I kind of just got underneath the truck and head on and hung onto the Smart. chassis as we drove out of there. So good. Um, just, just did a Cape Fear underneath the truck. <laughs> That's exactly right. That was my my ticket out Hell of there. Yes. It was great. Um, but yeah, man, how are, how are you guys? What's going on? You know. oh, I'm good. Uh, I've driven 10 hours in the last two days. I'm kind of a little out of it. So, you know, I got to see a lot of our fair state and um, kind of sick of it. What a place <laughs> it is. It's it's great. It's It rules. Greg, how are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, my life doesn't change, man. I'm I'm just same old. I love it. Everything's good. I'm just you know, suburban dad over here. Consistent. Uh, we like it. it. Yeah, I know it is consistent, and it's very good. Well, we've got uh, we have a our, our main topic is kind of what's been going on with Tim Ballard, which is why we were initially talking about John McNaughton. Um, let's get into the headlines because we've got quite a lot to talk about with old old Tim. How um, are we so blessed? We oh, I feel very blessed. Jordan, do you want to fire <laughs> off the theme, please? You got it. Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I like can never tell if there's going to be something new added on at the end. So I appreciate it. We, we don't have the Trump coming anymore. That's, yeah, I kind of decided to probably that's, tone that's that one fine. down just because at a certain point, I think it's just making too many people horny out there. That's and true. It's judging just, from the Tim Ballard story, we do not need more of that. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's knock these out real quick. Hellline number one. Uh, Pierre, no more electo. That's why we pay the, the big bucks. That's a good. That's a good line. Uh, I worked on. I worked on the headlines hard this week. So from the New York Times on September 13th, Utah Senator Mitt Romney became the sixth U.S. senator to announce they would not run for re-election in 2024. The Utah Republican and 2012 GOP presidential nom- nominee, 76, said he would step aside to make way for younger leaders and strongly suggested that the president and former president should too, including Romney, 19 members of Congress, uh, six senators, and 13 representatives have announced they will not seek re-election in 2024 as of september 16th this has opened the floodgates for utah sinking romney's seat including house speaker brad wilson riverton mayor trent staggs uh the mayor of roosevelt i forgot his name uh and a man that we will talk about ad nauseum in just a few minutes okay uh first thing on trent staggs he's the one that invited ennis freedom to come do like a like yeah. we recognize Dude, he you got, as the city of Riverton. He got like Carrie yeah. Lake to come out and like endorse him and do like a stump rally. Wild man. He's trying to be like the based candidate, even more than like a MAGA candidate, because I think like Brad Wilson just in himself is kind of more of a uh like embodies like MAGA mentality more than anything. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to go mm-hmm. with like the 
like the pre-shakeup DeSantis campaign, which is just like, it's going to work for sure. What if we just go as, you know, as based in MAGA as humanly possible to just like essentially do nothing, but like pull at 3% and scare all the hoes. Okay. I actually have no idea who (laughs) I think Brad Wilson might be like kind of the favorite. I think I have no idea at this point. I would have, right. I, I would have thought it would be, uh, Mr. We shall not name him until later, maybe, but um, I don't know, man. Like, state races are weird, and I, I have no idea. I mean, it also depends on if, like, people, someone like Chaffetz jumps in the race or something like that. Because there's been rumblings of that, too. Yeah. A- another fucking person we just love to hear nothing but great things about. Brad Wilson also be... uh, resigned today from being the speaker um, from his house position, I guess. He, and... he really wants to focus on becoming a, the next senator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I It's interesting. So Romney, I think, like seeking the Senate seat was like testing the waters probably for another presidency in case the MAGA stuff really died. And it clearly did not. Right. Um and so I think he, it, it it really I mean, the only I don't know if it's respectable, but like Romney is not as much like he's not as sick as these other people that are committed to like just ruining other people's lives through politics. He is through other means, of course. But um, you have to be like a particularly sick kind of person to want to like have everything you can really have materially in this world and then still like be a politician and spend your life doing that just like away from your family. So I guess the most positive thing I can say about him is uh, at least he loves his family enough to be with them uh, physically. Cause uh, he, there's a lot of senators that do not want to do that. Apparently. I no, just hope it's all. all over soon. <laughs> no, I'm sure I, it's I think, and, and like reading the excerpts from that interview with that, from that biography he's doing with McKay Coppins and all that, like, you can just tell like he's one of those people that just like he wanted to be like the John McCain character, but he yeah. just ran out of gas doing it. Like he just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Right. Well, it's all, it's like it's a dumb. Yeah, it's it's stupid. There's even there's less appetite for the John McCain character than there is now. Um, I mean, Romney Polt like has a better approval rating with Democrats in Utah than he does with Republicans. Like mm-hmm. um, there's no <laughs> it's there's no path here for him to do anything. He was probably going to get primaried anyway. Uh, almost certainly. I don't I wonder what I I wonder what would have happened there. Honestly, I have no I wonder idea. If he saw, I wonder test. if he saw like some like internal polling numbers and was just like. He Time saw the thank you Mitt Romney billboard on I-15 from the Utah Democrats and was like, yeah. Well, the funny thing is like, I'm done. There was polling on this race with like who had announced so far too. And like Romney was getting like a solid like plurality to begin with. Like he was yeah. still at like 42%. He probably like, would have won again in a primary, yeah. but it's just exhausting and stupid because being in the Senate's just obnoxious. Um yeah, so yeah, Trent, good. Trent Staggs with his uh, based energy was getting three percent in that poll. So perfect. Amazing. That's good for him. That's that Kerry Lake wave that we all want to just ride. It, Dude, it's what's almost like be? it's almost like even in Utah, being a repellent ghoul is still not good politics. Or, or yeah. like maybe like we can just finally put to rest this whole idea of being like the pay, like the based internet candidate like that's what ron DeSantis' whole thing was was just being this like based guy who like got himself caught up in whatever like 
right wing cause du jour Dude, was happening. And I like know. we watching it flame out because there's nothing else but that. Like, that clip of him talking just about like him trying to riff on uh John Fetterman wearing a hoodie to the Senate was just pathetic. I was like, man, yeah, yeah you look really cool <laughs> being the hall monitor. <laughs> like, shut up. They're all nerds. I know. It's so Everyone respects the hall monitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, and then he got some claps. And it's just pathetic. Dude, yeah. Um, his whole, like, his whole energy is just like elementary kid who brings a briefcase and bow tie to school. I know. It's, it's horrifying. Um, so good for Romney for running away from that. Cause I would, if, if I had that much money, you would not hear from me. I would be and, very away from everyone. Yeah. And, and stay tuned. We will do a postmortem on Mitch soon enough. Oh, that'll so be, that's, yeah, that's it's going to be great. So, yeah. uh, congrats to, to Mr. Romney. I look, I'm looking forward to Michael McHenry, the restaurateur behind Sunday's best being our next, uh, center from the great state of Utah. <laughs> Number right. two, Greg. Number two, striking at the root of the problem. From uh, CNN, the United Auto Workers strike against General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis, uh, which makes cars under the Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram brands, has entered its fourth day. Now, Unifor, the union that represents auto workers in Canada, is preparing to go on strike against Ford on Monday night at midnight. Unifor President Lena Payne told CNN on Saturday that the two sides are far apart. Besides higher wages, the UAW is demanding shorter work weeks, restoration of defined benefit pensions, and stronger job security as automakers make the EV shift. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Solidarity. Good. Yeah. More... Uh more strikes the better dude it's i mean it's been popping off i saw <laughs> i saw somebody talking like just it, it's just been an interesting week for like scab talk in general the the auto the the drew barrymore and the bill well, yeah, stuff. That, that that for sure but also like the some of these like auto people like the executives of these auto companies are just like really sick in the head and like the the, the ceo of ford is like terminally online i guess and he's just been tweeting some really stupid stuff did you and know he, that's chris farley's cousin by the way is it really um, yeah wow. awesome perfect uh congratulations to him uh but yeah like it's funny that drew barrymore <laughs> essentially brought everyone brought the you know was was scabbing to bring the show back and essentially had to release like multiple apologies including the very teary one bullying works yeah and then they uh and then she the show's back off again, so it definitely worked. But I mean, that's just like a sign of uh, of the vibe right now, which is a good, which is a very good sign. It's kind of weird too, because even like, and I know it's mostly just like populist horseshit or anything like that too. But you're seeing like Republican like senators like praising the striking auto workers too. Like I know they're like putting it in like the lens of like, well, we need to stop making so many EV vehicles in this country. Sure. Yeah. But it's like the fact that you're seeing Republicans say any like praiseworthy things about striking auto workers or striking workers in general kind of shows like what kind of like tide has been turning for organized labor in this country. They're not even talking about like Hollywood strikes anymore. Like, I mean, for mm-hmm. a minute they were riding with like that. These are just rich actors trying to get more money no. or whatever they're not even like doing any of that stuff at this point right. they're not touching any of any of that like what talk like in conservative media sphere from what i've seen it's just uh yeah. trump's gonna go speak to the uaw next week too is yeah. he really so, well to to striking auto workers not necessarily to an organized uaw because i can yeah. imagine there's like no found it 
But I mean, this kind of is a scary position too, because we know Republicans do not give two shits about organized labor, but if right, you allow yeah. them to have any sort of like, any sort of like breath to, you know, pull in some sort of idea that they do. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah Biden's got to go to Detroit like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He should have been there already. I mean, organized labor in this country is doing all the work that the democratic party should have been doing all this time. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. And like we saw what happens in 2016 when uh, Democrats get outflanked uh, from the left by Republicans. And I would very much like that to not happen again. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing that, I mean, that's what got Trump elected in 2016 right. was just enough of a, just enough of a confusion of policies to make people like, you know what? Maybe this guy is actually okay for me. Yeah. You can't allow that to happen again. All right. Like, Take us number three. Uh, yeah. All right. Hellline number three, honking on Bobert. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. 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 <laughs> From the Denver Post, U.S. Representative uh, Lauren Bobert was escorted out of a Sunday night performance of the Beetlejuice musical in downtown Denver, accused by venue officials of vaping, singing, recording, and performing lewd sex acts during the performance. Oh, and an fuck. Incident- Women can't have hobbies now? What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> I mean... What I've been saying the whole time in an incident report sharing shared with the Denver Post on Tuesday afternoon, officials with Denver Arts and Venues wrote that two patrons were asked to leave the city owned Buell Theater during the performance of the touring Broadway show. They previous were previously were issued a warning during the intermission regarding behavior that prompted three complaints from other theater or theater goers. The report says now, boys, can I do you mind if I have the floor just for a second? Can we have can we have guy talk, please? I kind of respect Lauren Bolbert just a little bit. <laughs> In this, I don't respect her politics. I, I, I don't like. I mean, she's just a complete piece of garbage. But I do respect that she she owns that. She doesn't try to be anything other than a piece of garbage. Like That's she true. has she true has no true. qualms about like her husband like flashing kids at a bowling alley like she I'm just so wants x, to like right there are they yeah. divorced now yeah x yeah this oh that's is a, right yeah the x this, this you know, is some other guy she has no no yeah, qualms of, she has no qualms about her like gun restaurant and you know she just wants to vape and get finger blasted like while uh watching beetlejuice and you know she doesn't uh, she doesn't pretend to be anything like you know she's not the type of person who will put like constitutional conservative in her twitter bio or something like that and like like grandstand like she gives a shit no she yeah. owns that she's a piece of garbage okay that she's yeah. she's a little like trash raccoon um <laughs> but, but i, but think I respect point, that about her like this is one of those like self-destructive behaviors in the politician <laughs> that might just cost enough like constitution dads that Dude, might turn the election she's to not, someone else she's not in a red red enough district to like no, win this race again she, won the last election by like 400 votes yeah like, <laughs> I, know. I know it's crazy behavior i also love that she denied it like at first and then the theater was just like okay we'll just post the here's the, the video yeah. footage publicly here's the security Holy, footage here you go, i'm pretty news. sure is what prompted 
like which is what exposed the rest of the activities she because i'm pretty sure it was just vaping at first i thought yeah, the first thing like i heard was vaping, vaping and singing and that was it too and then yeah. it was like and then the video you were like oh they're 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 having like a, an entirely different yeah she's just straight else. up giving him an, uh, an that's over the yeah. pants hand job it's pretty crazy uh congratulations to her i'm just congratulating everyone on on their uh, behavior lately good for them good for her <laughs> yeah i uh, All right. looking forward to her not being a representative anymore speaking of of great behavior hell line number four exodus stage left from KUTV, the founder of Exodus, a Utah nonprofit anti-human trafficking organization, has been arrested on over 30 felony charges, including fraud, theft, and forgery. Candace Alexandria, I think that's how it's – Alex, so. that is wild spelling. E-L-E-X-Z-A-N-D-R-I-A. That is a born and bred Utah name <laughs> if I've ever heard fuck? it. All right. Candace <laughs> Alexandria Leard, uh, co-founder of Exitus. Uh, that is E-X-I-T-U-S, not E-X-O-D-U-S, uh, was charged with we 34 – We get it, fel- you freaks. Read the Bible. Okay. Right. <laughs> was charged with 34 <laughs> felonies, including a pattern of unlawful acts, unlawful conduct, communications, fraud, theft by embezzlement, theft of services, forgery, and identity fraud, according to a news release from the Utah Attorney General's office, which investigated this case. These uh, unlawful acts include using uh, donations from the nonprofit to pay for her rent and a brand new Corvette. Uh, Leard, who calls herself, quote, an anti-trafficking abolitionist, unquote, was previously listed as a volunteer with OUR Conductor Club. A Facebook group affiliated with National Anti-Human Trafficking Organization Operation Underground Railroad. Awesome. Tight. Tight. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you can't do a lot of those things. That's a that's a lot of fraud. Um, yeah, that is. one of the things she was doing was like uh, pretending to be a nurse. <laughs> yeah, that so. was awesome. Um, yeah, that seems to add like a it goes from like second degree to first degree in a, in a lot I, of different ways. Yeah. Uh, again, congratulations. I'm sure it was fun while it lasted. Congratulations. I'm sure the Corvette was dry, fun to drive for a minute. Uh, go to prison for 15 to 25. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, that's not what you want to do. That's uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably a bad idea. But um, like you, know you mentioned, I'm so go ahead and throw a flag on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that that brings us nicely into our main story about another. Um, I did that on purpose. I, yeah, hope, that, I hope leaving that one for you're the fourth, welcome. That was, that was nice. Setting the table. Uh, we're talking to Tim Ballard because uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on with Tim Ballard lately, and he's doing really well. And I just. Um, I wish him well, first of all. But essentially what's been taking place is that uh, kind of all at the same time, um, Mitt Romney is announced that he's leaving his Senate seat. And then immediately there were there was talk of Tim Ballard, Operation Underground Railroad founder, um, no longer there, which we'll talk about, uh, being the person to take that seat. Uh, he's incredibly popular in Utah, probably still, I think. Um, this week is I, it's going to do a lot of damage. I, it's I guess we'll see what happens with what that damage actually looks like. But he's been very popular. Um, it was weird that he left OUR when he did because 
he was at the peak of his popularity with the sound of freedom coming out he's actually still riding on the sound of freedom as one would despite not being at our anymore um he i was looking through his instagram he had a video where he posted like from it, it looked like customs at an airport but he was going down to some different countries in south america he claims that there are presidents of two countries in south america that were so inspired by the sound of freedom that they want to work with him and hire him to do missions or whatever hell yeah king um, Good for I'm you. guessing it's probably that that El Salvador Bitcoin guy. <laughs> Actually, he said he didn't. He, he said he wasn't going to name them because he, for security reasons, I'm sure he might have gotten around to um to saying what those were, but I just didn't care enough to see because I, I mean he's got a big enough he mouth. Says. He's gonna just say it eventually. Like his mouth is also like physically kind of big. Um, but yeah, I he I agree. He um he's but the the. What's interesting also is that there have been a sector of uh, like QAnon type people that really don't like him. Um, one, because they didn't think the movie like actually said anything meaningful about QAnon, like kind it of didn't they were hoping say it any, would. It was just boring. It was just boring. Yeah. Uh, didn't even mention Adrenochrome. And then they found out that like he's like super into early Mormonism stuff and started people start being really upset that he uh, supposedly is a Freemason. So um, QAnon, <laughs> a very anti-Freemason, yeah. I learned. In, in looking into some stuff too, um, I saw things about like him, Tim Ballard and a couple other guys from like Operation Underground Railroad that um, they were all Knights Templars and they were yep. like, we can't trust these people. They're Knights Templars. It's like, what are you like... <laughs> <laughs> Saracens from the, you, from the ninth century. What, what the hell's you your talking problem? about? <laughs> it's so awesome, dude. Yeah. So I saw the tides were kind of turning from some people uh, in that you know in the supposed target demographic for this kind of stuff, um, you know, before. But Mitt Romney announces he's leaving. Uh, Tim Ballard is uh, his name starts popping up everywhere as being a potential replacement, and then. Um, and I'm just going to summarize kind of what we've seen this summer uh, up until this point. So Sound of Freedom was released on the 4th of July. Who, who could forget? Um, Ballard was secretly let go from Operation Underground Railroad in June. And Vice broke the story that Tim was was out from OUR on July 13th. Um, they didn't give the reason, but it, was, it came from a scoop that was leaked to Vice. And then they reached out to uh, Operation Underground Railroad and they were like, yeah, he's no longer here. And very notably, no longer the CEO of the other thing he was doing with Glenn yeah. Beck, the, the Nazarene, Nazarene Fund. Fund. Nazar what is yeah. Nazarene? It's one uh, of those it, Mormon it, words. I don't know what it means. It, I know like yeah, Nazareth, but it's one of I've those never heard Nazarene. Yeah. It's one of those scripture terms that make you like have like images of. I don't know. God, it, yeah. it's it's one of those things to invoke like religion more. Mormons than, yeah, for once, just stop with the fucked and, up names for like like. <laughs> 10 seconds it's, it's good and lore man one of it's the candy. interesting things that's kind of popped up in like the last few couple of years with like the nazarene fund is they were trying to do a bunch of like afghanistan exfiltrations yep. and things like that and i don't know if you know this uh it didn't go well <laughs> and yeah uh, and so and there's there's talks about the Nazarene Fund, like, and there's a lot of people like talking about, like, hey, where did all the money for that go? Because they I don't raised think like you... millions of dollars, yeah. millions and millions. Figures of dollars. I saw was like thirty million dollars. Yeah, Jeez. and uh, there's not a lot of work to be shown for <laughs> uh, for where that money went. Um, but yeah, so Tim was the CEO of Nazarene Fund, I believe, during that whole thing as well. Yeah, um, 
Um, so as a matter of fact, good. like uh, Lynn Packer, an American crime journal, who's like, um, seems like they've been pretty thorough about a lot of the stuff because a lot of the reporting that like Vice has done has been based off of what they've been doing. Talked in like 2021 about how um, $30 million raised for this project and like there was some sort of talk like it probably came from Tim Ballard if there yeah. was anyone from it that six million of it was going to go to the church for an endorsement for Mitt Romney's Senate seat and all that. Now, oh, mind good. you, that came from two years ago. Yeah. So and it kind of lines up with a lot of stuff pretty well. Basically, the information that I'm going to be going over, um, it's like I'm summarizing the work that's been done by Lynn Packer, um, nephew, I believe, of of uh, Boyd K. Packer. Really? Of, yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then Anna Merlin and Tim Marchman at Vice News. Um, Lynn at American crime journal has like an amazing YouTube channel where he just does these like long form kind of podcasts, but they're like PowerPoint presentations. So he like narrates along with his PowerPoints. Highly recommend people watch his stuff. I started like getting into um, his videos cause he's been talking about Tim Ballard for years now. Um, as I'll mention here in a few minutes, but um, and, and, yeah. And the funny thing about that is too, like early on when they were starting to do the reporting for it, uh, Operation Underground Railroad had Curtin McConkie, the church's law firm, send American Crime Journal Lynn Packer like a cease and desist letter, like yeah. stop talking about it. And they were like, nah, we're going to keep yeah. doing it. Hell yeah. Sue us. He's, he very much does not. I, Lynn Packer's energy, he is very powerful, like boomer energy in a, in a good way. Man, um, that is really strange that. Uh, I know we've talked about it before, but and I don't mean to like derail the show, but I'm just it's, I'm bringing it up again because uh, it's very funny that OUR, the anti-sex trafficking uh, organization, uh, hired the sex abuse hotline law firm. Yeah, um, yeah. Tough, tough day for McConkie's in general. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. There's another story that we didn't mention, but yeah. David McConkie. Um, anyway. Don't want to get too derailed by that, but yeah, it's just uh, to do one last thought on that one too, really sure. quick though. Like a lot of the stuff that we heard about for like the last couple of days too is like how the church is not involved with Operation Underground Railroad, but then again, you also see like the unofficial law firm for the church like doing some of its bidding for that organization yep. too. Yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, a second story, um, Vice published on July 18th. It, it talked about an anonymous letter that they obtained. And this letter was sent out to Operation Underground Railroad employees, but also was sent out to a lot of the Utah philanthropic community. So there's a lot of people in like this orbit in the sphere, people that have been donating to OUR, people that are have other related anti-trafficking organizations, some of which we'll talk about later at the end, and some of which we have talked about, Paul Hutchinson being the main one, actually. Um, we did an episode about his whole thing uh, a while back, but um, probably like two two years, three. It's been a while, years since we. Yeah, it, it's that. been a while. And um, yeah, anyway, so th this letter um, stated and I should mention that this letter was like the existence of it was published um, July 18th. But Vice didn't get very specific with what the letter said because they were waiting to um, release the specifics of what the letter claimed because they didn't. I mean, Vice has been incredibly thorough. Anna and Tim have done like they've Incredible been on this work. beat for a long time and they are super, super, super careful uh, about what they say um, and what they publish. But like because I've listened to them go on podcasts and they are very, very careful about like the stuff that they say. 
Um, yeah. And I'd, I'd be worried about to like even ask them to be on ours because like they're very, very, very careful. And I'm yeah. The, their careful. episode they did with like QAnon Anonymous yeah. is a very, very, good very good. It's 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 great. Yeah. And you can hear like how, you know, meticulous they've been because you have to be with this kind of stuff. Um, especially when it comes to like the church and people, powerful people around the church is like, they are very litigious and, um, yeah, they, and they have staked their reputations on this reporting. Um, anyway, so the letter stated that, uh, that he left after an internal investigation. I wrote infestation, which is pretty funny. Um, (laughs) well, he did infest the organization. So I guess that is true. Uh, into claims made against him by multiple employees. Um, and at the time, OUR did not dispute the validity of this letter when uh, Vice reached out to them. Um, and the letter also claims that an OUR employee who, accomp- who accompanied Ballard on an undercover operation abroad filed this complaint against him with OUR HR. And I'll get back to the, the letter because on Sunday, um, Lynn Packer also has this letter. And he on Sunday, he published the, the full thing. Um, now that it's essentially been uh, confirmed by by Vice and and their reporting, um, so something funny that that Lynn brought to my attention that I wasn't aware of was that Tim Ballard's replacement on September sixth, his name is Matt Osborne. He did a live Q and A where he was essentially hit a oh, bazillion yes. times with this question, which was, "What the hell happened to Tim Ballard? Why is he not in charge of OUR anymore?" and it, it, I mean, it was it's a very uncomfortable thing to watch. It's in Lynn's video on this topic. But he the quote that he gave said, we are focused on the future. We are not focused on the past. We are grateful for the founding of OUR. And then he literally said the words, this is how we answer. We wished him well, but we focus on the future. Like he said, this is how we answer. Like it was literally just like he was telling other employees, like this is the PR answer and the response to, to this question, because it is like they don't want to say they can't say the specifics or they don't want to <laughs> both um, teams played yeah. hard yeah no i mean like that's the problem with like having an organization based around the personality of one person yeah. exactly is that if that person fucks up in any way your organization is stuck holding the bag yes yeah. and they are extremely holding they're very stuck holding the bag right now and uh so that's what that was the answer he gave. We wished him well, but we focus on the future. We don't dwell yeah, on the past. Just, just giving the answer that every like retail store gives after like a mid-level manager like lights a fixture on fire and walks out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, so then uh, going into last week, we had the, the the announcement for the open Senate seat. Tim Ballard was, you know, being named for that kind of thing, um, and then uh, we got a really weird kind of out of nowhere. And Anna herself felt like it was kind of out of nowhere. She said, I'm truly, truly surprised to be tweeting this, but the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has sent Tim Marchman and me a statement in which they rebuke Tim Ballard for what they called morally unacceptable activities. Um, The focus of, (laughs) of, (laughs) of what this was, I'll just continue with her thread here because she, she summarizes it well, specifically the church said that Ballard leveraged his friendship with an elder President M. Russell Ballard, a very powerful, powerful figure to promote his business interests. The church says that Ballard, quote, betrayed their friendship, which is now in the past. We are assured by people who would actually know that this kind of public rebuke is extremely uncommon. Tim Ballard has not yet responded to our request for comment, but we will update if if he does, which um, we will get into Tim's response of this. Uh, it's also should be noted that President uh, Ballard and um, who's a high ranking member in the Mormon church and Tim Ballard are not related, although Tim would 
kind of try to make it seem like they are. He called him yeah. a grandfather to him. Yeah, um, he, he like invoked like his relations to him like five or six times in that like family court tirade he had. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, in response to like the like, yeah, yep, he's he's like really losing it. So um, he's on his uh, he's about to enter that uh, Chad Daybell era. Yeah, he's he's in a weird spot right now. And and it should be mentioned that Lynn reported and tw- and tweeted about Tim and M. Russell Ballard's uh, relationship three years ago um, and had a whole video about it. And Tim using President Ballard's name as like a way to like he's not saying, OK, you know, President Ballard t- is telling you to donate money to me like that's that's not how this works. But like he's very clearly when an organization is based on this guy's story and his reputation and he's using people in the church, like the president, president Ballard, is, is he the president of like the, of yeah, he's the, president of the quorum of the 12. Yeah. yeah. Um, if he, he's using him as a way to bolster his reputation, like you're selling yourself, man. And then you're using these people as a way to inflate your, your personal value. And, Cause that's and like, what he, his whole thing is like his personal value. And I share this in the Slack too, but like there's that picture of, of Tim Ballard, Glenn Beck and M Russell Ballard all together in like yeah. 2019 in grand so, America. So I think like Tim Ballard is probably not the only one doing this too. Like it wouldn't surprise me if there's other figures like a Glenn Beck who's doing the same thing, except for Glenn Beck is much more careful about this shit and doesn't say it as loud as Tim Ballard does. Yeah. Right. Um, and also it should be mentioned that, uh, we at some point have talked about the uh, the investigation that w- apparently was was going on for three years, according to to Lynn Packer, by um, the Davis County uh, attorney um, Rawlings. Is that his name? Um, yeah, Troy that's, Rawlings. Yeah, and, yeah, that's um, it. Also, apparently, with in conjunction with the FBI. So yeah, that's, that's so, fun. Yeah, it is fun, and that actually has uncovered a lot of the stuff that um, we're talking about today, but. One thing in particular, this came out of that, actually. So Vice said, insiders who spoke to federal and local investigators as part of a since-closed criminal inquiry described Ballard claiming that OUR and his personal business ventures were backed by the senior member of the church's second highest leadership body and part of a larger mission to use the anti-trafficking cause to bring Americans to the Mormon faith, or in his words, lead them to the covenant. Tim is fully convinced that he's supposed to be the Mormon Messiah and lead people back to the church. Read, read notes from an interview between criminal investigators and a former OUR hire. No, he legit thinks he's Nephi, man. That's like his well, big. That's like his big thing. He we'll thinks he's Nephi's that. friend because um, that also came out of this. Yeah, uh, because, he talks to me. Uh, um, he says a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so it's this is pretty. Uh, pretty crazy because and also it should be mentioned that with this open senate seat uh utah attorney general sean reyes was one of the people who put his name he put he put tim forward as as being the person he didn't say it his name but he essentially he did everything but say his name when sean describing this you person. fucking dumbass um yeah perfect perfect timing um like, so like for sean reyes it's it's one thing to be allegedly as corrupt as he is it's another thing to be as stupid and corrupt as he is. Yeah, exactly. there's there's a, a lot of crazy stuff in this article. One of the like things that wasn't headlined but included in here is the ties between Tim Ballard and Elder Ballard described in the documents are numerous and occasionally bizarre, involving claimed business arrangements, blessings, and even a psychic who claimed to be able to communicate with the prophet Nephi, 
who, according to the Book of Mormon, has been dead for thousands of years. Allegations from a former OUR higher up as well. Text message contained in the documents obtained by Vice News suggests that Tim Ballard and an associate represented Elder Ballard as a partner in a for-profit business called Slave Stealers, which was pitched as a way <laughs> oh to control OUR and other nonprofits. <laughs> It was apparently viewed as a part of a scheme that would allow Tim Ballard to monetize the no- notoriety he gained through his often exaggerated exploits. That was part of his like weird. What a um, sleazy. If people remember that like picture that leaked of like this thing that Tim was working on the, on the, the whiteboard. gigantic whiteboard, like yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the Sylvia, except for how to like embezzle money from all of his organizations. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Tim Ballard also claimed, according to documents, that Elder Ballard maintained close contact with him during at least one disastrous overseas mission, which was based on information obtained by the psychic medium and aimed at rescuing a missing child. Ballard said that the Mormon elder blessed him and his wife, Catherine, beforehand and received real-time updates on the ground. Um, Whoops. (laughs) Yeah, so the full statement is is pretty pretty interesting because he says – uh, from uh, the statement from the church, for many months, President Ballard has had no contact with the operation of uh, the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. The nature of that relationship was always in support of vulnerable children being abused, trafficked, and otherwise neglected. Once it became clear that that Tim Ballard had betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity and activity regarded as morally unacceptable, which is an interesting. Note that that's different than the other thing that it said. President Ballard withdrew his association. President Ballard never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used for Tim's personal or financial interests. In addition, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints never endorsed, supported, or represented OUR, Tim Ballard, or any projects associated with them. It should uh, also be known that M. Russell Ballard is 94 years old. and like A lot of this kind of feels like, like someone like Tim Ballard taking rather, advantage of a really old predatory. man. Rather predatory. Um. Yeah, it's uh, th- this article contains just crazy stuff. There, there's been, I think, there's been some updates to it. It's, um, but yeah, the stuff with Nephi um, comes back again. But essentially, uh, the in- investigation that Rawlings was um, he was running it closed, um, and the Desert News reported that it closed uh, after receiving some information from the Utah AG's office, uh, who again is Sean Reyes and like Tim's best friend, uh, who's they appear often together. Um, so there's still some weird stuff there that we can get into later, but um, I'm going to continue with like the sequence of events here. So this statement was put out by vice. Um, this was shared like, obviously, I mean, it's a, it's a, a good piece of journalism, uh, the immediate response from the people you'd expect to respond in the way that they did was like biases news for uh, it's a pedophile news organization. Um, mm-hmm. And then that switched to, OK, the church didn't say this. It's not on their website. No other outlets are confirming this. And then when other co- outlets did confirm it, including the Deseret News itself. So the, the church owned Deseret yeah, News. The church owns clarify. Deseret News. They ver- they confirmed that and you know people started to get like pedantic with the wording because because the desert news credited vice with initially reporting the story people took that as oh it was only sent to vice so desert the desert news is saying they haven't seen it but vice has and we believe them that isn't even what happened here no. and um I, I uh, mean, you had people that pretty much talked themselves into a QAnon scenario where it's yes. like there are elements within the church battling yes. each other for control. The next one was the PR department clearly went rogue here, which <laughs> this um, is this is out of everything that's gone on and all of like the crazy conspiracy theories, the LDS church being a wing of the deep state 
to uh, smear the sound of freedom guy. Fascinating is <laughs> my favorite by a by a country mile. You, yeah. you had people that found the name of the uh, of the PR spokesman for the church and like went into his LinkedIn page and saw yeah. like the the influences on the two. And it was like this person uh, has it sees profile influences from. Uh, Justin Trudeau and Katie Couric, so you know oh he's a communist. Unbelievable. There was one that was like he like he liked or follows Axios. <laughs> the the, so the bite-sized news company. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. So You're telling he's me a PR guy might follow a media company? That's he's an insane. unhinged leftist. Uh, well, okay. I mean, there, there's a reason why they would think this kind of thing. Um, so okay, so the the PR department clearly went rogue here, and part of, in conjunction with this was Glenn Beck having a simultaneous like meltdown on Twitter about how he had a thread that he posted about how he said the church never excommunicates people in this manner or whatever, and he had this thing about all the stuff the church never does, but is doing in the case of Tim Ballard. And he was Which is entirely stuff. untrue, by the way, too, because like yeah. if you think about like the that a purposeful wife lady from like yeah. a few years ago was like the oh, church, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, no, she needs to go away. And she actually did leave the church too, um, but yeah, it was uh, it's Glenn had a very particular kind of meltdown that I want to talk about later as well. Incredible um, but he, stuff. He was he's foaming a certain type of uh, of feeling about the church that I think has been, um, been brewing for a bit, but he, um, I don't know. He, he, he ended up deleting everything he said, except for, I think he might've left two tweets up accidentally. And then I think he might've deleted those. Yeah. Uh, there was one um, good part of that too. Tim Marchman, the, one of the authors of the vice article, like quote tweeted him. I was like, Hey Glenn, uh, like to see what you're talking about here. Anyway, do you want to talk about why he had to leave the Nazarene fund? Cause yeah, I have a pretty good idea why, but we just want to hear it from you. Yeah. Glenn Beck <laughs> was simultaneously, he fired or he got rid of, you know, Tim from the Nazarene fund. And then also was defending him against the church on Twitter. Um, bizarre behavior. Um, but Right after this, uh, so I think it was over the weekend, Tim Ballard was at some like somewhere in Boston. Yeah. And the way that Lynn described this just made me laugh. He was like recorded on a smartphone. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just the way Lynn, Lynn's delivery just cracks me. He did not mean that for, to be funny, but it, I, I thought it was funny in a great way. So some of the quotes from that that were pretty choice. I uh, started out by saying, it's not true. Nothing you hear is true. Something evil is going on. President Ballard is like a grandfather to me. So <laughs> Great start from Tim. Um, cool. And then he said, I do not believe the church did this. Like, this is not something the church would do. And there's people that are filming and they're like, yeah, I agree. This is not something the church would do. Um, one, and, one of the aspects of this video I love too is like, there's a yes man behind him. He always goes back to, it's like, we don't ever do stuff like this, do we? And it's like, yeah, that's right. We don't. It's like, yeah. And Jordan, <laughs> you pointed out the, the very good lines about him saying like his wife's essentially been divorced for 20 years because of how busy he's a been. widow. His a widow, wife sorry. has been a widow for 20 years, <laughs> yeah. which is just like, which, dude, you're not a cop anymore. Like you what? can go home. You Bars just run right a nonprofit. There. There's plenty of nonprofit leaders who like do it like nine to five and then just, yeah. and then punch out at the end spitting. of the day. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. No, we got to just, you know what? We got to just I'm let Tim Ballard guy? cook. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Just the funniest, Dude. like, 
it's it was like it was like a like a bizarro world Scarface. You need people like me. Uh, yes. rant. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. And then it was, he, it was worse than that. It was it was just like what you'd expect from like a family court parking lot tantrum. It was so it's funny. really brutal. And he and then he's like he, he says, "Don't like essentially don't they know I have a famous movie right now that's or how something?" He answered, that's the greatest thing too. It's like they're just doing all this stuff to me. Also, by the way, uh, Sound of Freedom number one in Latin America right now. And also, <laughs> like, you know, you gotta crazy, hit that plug. Man. You have to hit. Nah, the you plug. got too you got too much bass in your voice to really sound like Tim Ballard right now. Yeah, though. he's he's higher. He's way higher than that. I wonder if I could do it if my voice I, was I more can't do it. I would just fry on my vocal cords and I'd sound Dude. like one of the red scare girls and I don't think I want that <laughs> yeah, yeah good week for them too um yeah so I wonder how how Michael Tracy's doing again, <laughs> again uh, I, I hope have he's to having mention, a great week I, ha- I have to mention that Lynn has a full report on the business dealings of Tim Ballard and M Russell Ballard like a video on this three years ago um this is well. This has been well documented. So I think it, this was kind of just a matter of time until Tim pushed the limits. Um, it wasn't entirely clear about what those limits were, but the you know as I mentioned, Lynn had the full contents of the lit of the letter that was circulated that ended up being uh, well. I'll, I'll get into those details, but he published the, the contents of the letter. Essentially, uh, Vice did too. They they linked to to Lynn publishing the full. Uh, contents of the letter. I'm just going to read it in full. Um, We are reaching out to provide you with valuable information that led to a recent resignation of Tim Ballard from Operation Underground Railroad. Several weeks ago, an OUR employee who accompanied Tim on an undercover operation filed a sexual harassment complaint against him with OUR's HR department. This resulted in an extensive internal investigation into Tim and his individual operational tactics that led to more women speaking up as part of the investigation process. It was ultimately revealed through disturbingly specific and parallel accounts that Tim had been deceitfully and extensively grooming and manipulating multiple women for the past two to three years with the ultimate intent of coercing them to participate in sexual acts with him under the premise of going wherever it takes and doing whatever it takes to save a child. Unfortunately, OUR's board of directors and attorneys have made the agreements preventing OUR executives from discussing the results of the investigation. This has made it virtually impossible for them to to appropriately defend the organization against Tim's false narratives. Because of this, the burden falls to others who are aware of the situation to anonymously share the truth these these executives are not able to share. Please keep this information confidential for the sake of the women who have selflessly risked relationships and reputations to protect a cause they care deeply about. The women who came forward only want Tim to be stopped from manipulating more women using the front of new organizations to do so. We hope this knowledge provides clarity and allows you the ability to make the most informed decision moving forward. Um, I think it's, it it was perfectly reasonable for Vice Mm -hmm. and Lynn to not publish this the moment they had it uh, because uh, none of this could be verified yet. Uh, Anna and Tim specifically and Lynn all mentioned that like, this is, you know, no specifics are mentioned here. There's knowledge of, of specifics, but no one is making any specific claims here other than just, um, you know, these allegations that Tim did these things, not to whom he did them to, but just that he did these things. And so they kept this, you know, under wraps. But the part that Vice reported, like I mentioned, was that he was no longer um, at OUR as they confirmed with OUR as a result of this letter uh, being obtained by them. Um Tim Ballard released a TikTok video and uh, put it on Instagram as oh, well around no. this time to That's get out the, ahead of this. I, no. 
Oh Tim no, Tim Ballard's on TikTok. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I think he was oh, cross posting. Um, anyway, brand synergy. He said, um, it, he said it will, and I quote: the first line was, "It will never cease to amaze me how far the godless leftist media will go to run the interference for human traffickers, and it's not going to stop." Expect more to come, including probably that I've killed people. Um, and then, uh, so this was in response to just is the that, first that, report. That sounds like some good old fashioned foreshadowing. Yeah. So Vice <laughs> had reported that he was out from OUR. This was his response was like, I'm getting out ahead of whatever they're because now he knows that people know that he's been outed as CEO. And so he knows the reasoning is probably going to be coming out soon, as soon as that gets. Oh, verified. so he's just doing a Russell Brand. OK, I got you. Yeah, he's uh, this is all damage control. This is PR 101. Well, he's getting Lynn, ahead of the correct, story. Yeah, totally. Lynn points out that starting around this point, Tim just goes crazy uh, family posting. Like he just starts posting his family on Instagram constantly, like pictures and videos of like him and his family all together just being like. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lynn was going through the Instagram feed and he was like, from here forward, like, it's just like family, family, family. And like, including that insanely awful picture of him and his wife sharing the worst kiss. I've the ever seen. The worst kiss of all Bless time. her heart. Like there, that is, that is just a, I, this a man, man seems like she his... might want to go another 20 years as a widow. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, like... I, I need to retract something just really quickly. This is not a man who's about to enter his Chad Daybell era. This is a man who is about to enter his, can I borrow a feeling era? Yeah. He's, Dude, it's... he's got some Martin Van Houten energy. <laughs> it's, it's really rough. I, that picture haunts me. Um, yeah. So he started, he started family posting and um, it's, it, it's, it's wild. So Lynn Packer was also talking about the um, that three year criminal investigation that was going on uh, in, in conjunction with the FBI. Um, but but essentially what was raised during that investigation, which was outside of the scope of the investigation, the, the investigation was really around like fraud um, and like defrauding investors from what it sounded like or donors or whatever is pretty financial. But during the investigation, Lynn Packer says that anonymous witnesses accused Ballard of sexual misconduct, including unwelcome propositions with and consensual affairs, um, but they were disregarded for the scope of the investigation because they, that's not what the investigation was about. Um, Lynn went through a few other claims that, that uh, um, arose during this time. Former OUR operative claimed that another female OUR employee filed a civil suit against him. Um, Lynn went looking for that lawsuit. He couldn't find a record of it, but he also talked about how lawsuits can either be filed under seal or filed and then quickly sealed after. And there may be an NDA involved there. Um, but he has been told by multiple sources that this suit exists. Uh, Ballard engaged in more engaged more than one woman to act as his wife on missions. Texts and emails also may have been exchanged. This was um, I'll get into the Vice article that dropped today. Um, I should also mention this was from Lynn's reporting account Sunday night, I think, and then Vice put out their article uh, on Monday morning. Uh, more um, Lynn reported that one or more women and maybe one of their husbands reported the behavior to local church authorities. And as a result, the church um, obtained an attorney to, to deal with uh, that situation. So, um, yeah. Yikes. Uh, so, hold the the thing about like the vice article, and I'm sure you're going to get in the vice article here. Yeah, that's what I'm going too. next. Like, okay, go right ahead because I got okay. things to say. So and I should also mention that Tim and Anno basically were like, "Listen, we've got a lot more coming out next week. 
that they were saying this last week. They're like, we've got more next week. Um, if you want to speak to us on or off the record about anything, like talk to us because we're going ahead with what we got. And that they gave Glenn Beck, they gave other people, OUR, whoever else, chances to kind of clear the record before they reported this. But um, so essentially that this article really uh, confirms what was alleged in the anonymous letter that was sent out to a bunch of people back in July. Tim Ballard's departure from Operation Underground Railroad followed sexual misconduct investigation. Uh, the by- or the, yeah, the byline or whatever this is called, the subheadline, OUR is dedicated to combating sexual abuse and does not tolerate sexual harassment or discrimination by anyone in its organization. The organization tells Vice News by Anna Merlin and Tim Marchman. I'm just going to go through this pretty quick. It's pretty short. Um, Tim Ballard's exit from OUR earlier this year followed an investigation into claims of sexual misconduct involving seven women, according to sources with direct knowledge of the organization. Sources familiar with the situation said that the self-styled anti-slavery activist who appeared to be preparing for a Senate run invited women to act as his wife on undercover overseas missions ostensibly aimed at rescuing victims of sex trafficking. He would then allegedly coerce these women into sharing a bed or showering together, claiming that it was necessary to fool the traffickers. Uh, yeah, the uh, <laughs> like um, hold on cosplaying they did in the movie uh, that apparently was not a work of fiction. So can, can we just kind of think about the logic here, where it's like, "Hello, I'm here to buy sex slaves. Here is my definitely my wife." Um, yeah, we're, <laughs> you may notice that we're about to go shower together or whatever. Do you want to watch? The logic you, there is just. Do you enjoy kinks? No, it's 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 the dumbest thing ever, too, because it's like it's like one of those things where it's like a cop in deep cover might have to do drugs to like show like other like drug yeah. dealers that he's not a cop. Yeah. But instead, oh, yeah, it's he, like it's a, it's a training day. Yeah. But yeah. instead, it's like Tim Ballard asking for like the worst hand job on the planet. It's like it's unbelievable. It's um, no, it's even worse than that. Like it's pathetic. It's really pathetic and really just aw- like reprehensible. Behavior. He's Simon from True Lies. That's who <laughs> yes. he fucking is. Like it's the same one. Like I have to give these women a thrill and a sense of danger. So like I ask them to pretend to be my wife, and then I spirit them away on some secret mission, and then I make my yeah. move there. That's literally Bill Paxton from True Lies. Yes, to a T. The slimiest character I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Played to perfection, uh, but that's fucking Tim Ballard here. I know. Ballard, who was played by Jim Caviezel in the hit, hit film Sound of Freedom, is said to have sent at least one woman a photo of himself in his underwear, festooned with fake tattoos, <laughs> and to have asked another, quote, how far she was willing to go, in he's the words a, of a source. He's a tattooed, he's a tattooed w- Brett Favre. Why would, why the fake tattoos? Was that part of, like, the... the it must have been a, his, I mean... He was in costume? He's, yeah, he's in incognito mode. You don't want him to think that this guy who looks the most like a cop on the planet is not yeah. a cop. Listen, if we learned anything, you know, you never trust a pedophile. And so <laughs> so true, man. You, you've got to you've got to really uh, you got to be in costume and you got to be in character. You know, maybe maybe we don't know. Maybe Tim Ballard is a great method actor. It's it's very possible. This could all be part of the the plan. Uh, these sources requested anonymity because they fear retaliation, which uh, seems fair. The yeah. total number of women involved is believed to be higher than seven, as that would only account for Whoa. employees, not contractors or volunteers. One source close to OUR has detailed knowledge of Ballard making sexual advances to a volunteer using methods similar to those he allegedly used with OUR employees. Those methods are also consistent with his conduct toward another former volunteer who spoke to Vice News. 
Uh, in response um, to a detailed request for comment, a spokesperson for OUR told Vice News, Tim Ballard resigned from OUR on June 22nd, 2023. He is permanently separated from OUR. Uh, OUR is dedicated to combating sexual abuse, does not tolerate sexual harassment or discrimination by anyone in its organization. OUR retained an independent law firm to conduct a comprehensive investigation of all relevant allegations, and OUR continues to assess and improve the governance of the organization for, and protocols for its operations. To preserve the integrity of its investigation and protect the privacy of all persons involved, OUR will not make any further public comment at this time. OUR is confident in its future as the leading organization committing committed to combating sex trafficking and saving children who have been captured and sold into slavery. Um, the information from the sources with direct knowledge of OUR corroborates an anonymous letter, the one thing I was talking about before, that's been circulating in Utah philanthropic community for the past several months, which accuses Ballard of sexual harassment. Vice reported on the letter in July. The journalist Lynn Packer published it in full on Sunday. Uh, quotes, oh, I, I read the letter earlier, so I'm going to skip that part. Um the yeah, so it mentions how the letter uh, said that OUR's board and lawyers had made agreements preventing executives from discussing the circumstances of his exit that uh, from the org, um, which made it you know impossible for them to actually talk about this and defend against what Tim started to concoct about how this was all just uh, leftist god godless media lies. Of course. Um, an OUR representative or spokesperson did not dispute what was in the letter when asked about it by Vice News in July or respond further when told that reporters could only take this as confirmation of its accuracy. <laughs> uh, that's that's good. I love oh, that. Oh, that's always a great sign. Um, yeah, so this, this, this part's pretty tough as well. Women believed to be at the center of the investigation have not responded to requests for comment or have declined to comment. People who know them say they fear retaliation and the effects scandal could have on OUR as it seeks to move on without Ballard whom sources say is currently trying to work his way back into the organization. Amazing. Um, Ballard did not respond to requests for comments submitted through his personal website, that of his new organization, the Spear Fund, and through a spokesperson whom OUR previously told Vice News is his personal representative. Um, Al, uh, Ballard and ally of Donald Trump held an appointment, uh, an appointment, excuse me, an appointed post on a public private anti-trafficking council in the Trump administration and recently hosted the former president on his podcast has said he's strongly considering one for the Senate, set to be vacated by Mitt Romney. Um, speculation in the community in, <laughs> indicates that he's planning to announce his bid on October 10th. Um, and then they reference the article or the the statement the church made last week to them. Um, and then, uh, it, it references the speech that he gave uh, that was recorded on a smartphone, as Lynn m mentioned. But um, yeah, so... Uh, bad news for Tim, um, man in a bit of hot water. It seems just, we really, we really got to get the 30 for 30, uh, crew to make a, a rise and fall of Tim Ballard documentary. Fucking it's, hall of fame bag fumble. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty surreal to see it kind of, you know, seemingly come crashing down like this. Um, like all in but a matter yeah. of weeks too. Like this is incredible. Yeah, like especially on the heels of him literally having the number one movie in America. Yeah, he beat yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, whether whether it was astroturfed or not, whatever. He still like that, that money movie was got real. That money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and like a lot of people were seeing. It. Like there were. I mean, there were packed theaters of like yeah. for uh, months after. So let's just I will, let's just take ahead. a map of this really quick. He went from 
one of the toppest grossing movies in the country to hawking MLM stuff. Oh, wait. On, on his Instagram. Did you guys talk about uh, the the supplements i think we talked about it a little yeah, bit we did. Much, we did. Yeah, so like, yeah uh it should also be mentioned that tim started trying to sell supplements that he said that he claimed were developed by like an operator that he worked or worked with or uh, whatever and it's just and copy paste goop bullshit it's literally just white labeled supplements that you uh i can't even remember what the website was but anna merlin was tweeting about this too and i found the white labeled site they kept the descriptions and everything like it's literally just a white labeling like so it's, it's just like it's yeah it's like something so, you would get on like bulk supplements.com yeah. yeah. so, so let's let's take it from top again top grossing movie in the country <laughs> uh hawking tummy tea um <laughs> crying on like paul revere's path and then yelling why do people think you're the bad guy yeah just an amazing couple of weeks for for timmy here can we his, just, uh, yeah, his supplement site was also yeah. selling the coffee that the supplements, uh, the supplier, which is white rad labels. that, uh, you know, a guy who is like made his bones being staunchly LDS is selling yeah. coffee that rocks. And then just on that note, can we just really, uh, once again, talk about how uh, just about any time there is some sort of like cause du jour for conservatisms and people start pulling or pointing fingers that nearly every allegation is an admission of guilt. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. Know, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty tough to, to stomach this stuff, knowing how many people, um, like with good intentions. Yeah. Have like really put their trust. Um, I want to talk, I, I'm going to make note of this to, to, um, get back to this in a sec. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's 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 rough, but I want to um, Lynn pointed out some interesting stuff in his video about local media. Um, and I think it's it's important to note that it wasn't until Vice Vice really led the way on like all of this. Yes. Yeah. Um, without any critique, uh, Lynn pointed this out in his video. No, lo no local news organizations tried to do anything at all to publicly verify any of Tim's insane claims for the three years leading up to The Sound of Freedom. Um, and it wasn't until that movie came out uh, where the first person that kind of broke the dam a little bit was Robert Gerke. And he had a piece about the movie um, that was called Tim Ballard's story in The Sound of Freedom seems too good to be true because it isn't true. Uh, and Lynn points out correctly the safety of of Gerke being a, a, an opinion columnist instead of an actual reporter who was yeah. reporting on these things. So uh, that was the only thing that kind of got through um, local news organizations was this from Robert. I think there were I mean, even when they when it was announced that they were under investigation, did they even say it was OUR like they were they didn't even name the organization, did they? I think it I was just pieced together. So. They were mainly just kind of being pretty vague about a lot of things. I think, so. I, re I, think yeah. I remember a KUTV article that was specifically said, like it, it basically said, oh, you are without saying, oh, you are, which kind of paints the picture about how scared they were to uh, to really talk about this thing. Um, but yeah, so I didn't realize this all happened, but um so Tim has this guy, his name is Farachi. That's his last name. And he was, he worked, I think he's a producer on on the movie. He's like a, a Hollywood guy. I don't really, I think he might work for Angel Studios. Um, but he essentially on behalf of Tim asked Robert Gerke to retract the article in full and, and said like there were too many inaccuracies to even like go one by one. 
um, which is kind of a convenient way to say is I'm not going to refute anything specific, yeah. but I'm just going to say that it's all fake. Um, so weirdly, a, a Zoom meeting got set up with Robert Gerke, Tim Ballard, and this Farachi guy. And Robert confronted them with a bunch of the inaccuracies that he'd found um, in the movie that he looked into. Specifically, this main key story focused around the kid in that movie and the dog tags that he gives, gives to Tim and says, like, find my sister or whatever. Um, the the St. Timothy medal. Yes, which, yes. Which, once again, fucking a St. Tiffany medal. I know. Um, in the story that Tim has told about this event, like, a million times in, like, you know, he's done like church firesides like that was kind of his thing right. before. And then, he, you know, he goes he's done the podcast rounds. He's been on, you know, a bazillion shows, whatever. Um, he's told the story a bunch of different ways. Um, and Gerke was kind of trying to get them to be a bit more specific or answer about some stuff about that that he knew. So Tim struggled through this and and Robert basically was like, OK, I have the court documents and this is what it says happened here with this kid like why why doesn't your story match up and tim said that the court the court documents are wrong because he he can't control the details of what makes it into the court documents that is like (laughs) the way he described it awesome um so because he can't control like what ends up in the documents then uh they can't be unbelievable you can't hold me to a narrative that's in a legal document yeah and then immediately after this went poorly uh tim went and did a podcast episode of his own um, he has his own podcast and like the one, the one that Trump was on. Uh, but he, I mean, he basically respect. called everyone that's been reporting negatively about, uh, OUR in the wake of sound of freedom, uh, haters, <laughs> which was, which was great. Um, and told the story again and changed the story again with oh. how many times he took the kid to get burgers or whatever. And like, um, oh, it the, should be mentioned, that's the American burger. There's a very the key part of that story where. Part. Yeah, where the impetus for this whole organization existing existing supposedly was it hinges on this sister of this kid that was missing. Um, apparently, when they called the house of where the sister was living with her grandmother, the sister answered, so they knew where she was. And then Tim started to say, "Well, uh, you know, if you like are casting doubt on the story, you're essentially supporting the traffickers. Like you, yep. you're casting doubt on the on the real harm and the rape that happened to this girl when she was being trafficked back and forth between." Uh, San Bernardino or something in Mexico. Uh, it, it's Listen, the whole thing is bizarre. If you point out how I look like a dumbass, that means just you're in the pocket of big trafficker. Essentially, that's what he, <laughs> what he kept saying. I love this uh, this bit you're doing throughout the episode. It's, it's really good. <laughs> um, so I, I want to quickly mention Anna. Um, she was being very like. Uh, Okay, so there's a new, sorry, there is a new, I just went to her Twitter. There's a new article from um, ABC4 that we should probably look at real quick. Um, but yeah, so uh, Anna was talking about how just like, uh, a lot, obviously for both her and Tim, they got a lot of weird stuff happening to them. Like one guy called Tim Marchman's phone thinking he was calling Tim Ballard. And uh, Tim tweeted about this and he was like, if that was you, Please, I'm on to talk to you. Like, please call me back again or whatever. Um, so they, they've had a lot of weird uh, stuff. Like Anna tweeted about how uh, apparently there's a rumor in the LDS community that I am a Wiccan priestess and th- thus not trustworthy to speak to. I'm Jewish, always have been Jewish and will be Amazing. for the rest of my life, whatever comes after. Also, what? Um, I don't know what a Wiccan priestess is. Is that something I should know? I, 
<laughs> Someone who pray. Yeah. Fuck man. Uh, who knows? I don't think it's. I don't think it's important to know. Okay. Um, it sounds. Be- it sounds incredibly anti-Semitic. That's all I will say. And then, yeah, I mean, holy shit, this is an amazing statement. I got to read this. Yes, please. Rescuing kids and fighting child trafficking is an ugly and dark business, especially when, as the result of my work for more than 20 years, we continue to expose members of the powerful, well-funded child trafficking cartels. You sound like like you should be on Tombstone. It's pretty good. Evil pedophiles will stop at nothing, and they have allies in government, in the media, in big corporations, and even in public institutions. They continue to lie and attempt to destroy my good name and define my character. They will never stop. Amazing. He's going yeah, full it, QAnon. It, it, no, this it goes, is great. It goes, it goes on. There's four more paragraphs. Holy shit. Are you serious? You want me to, you want me to pick yeah, it up? Yeah, keep going. Take it. I want everyone to know that I and our vast <laughs> army of supporters will likewise never stop. We will keep fighting for the vulnerable all over the globe, and we know that the truth will always prevail. I am a faithful member in good standing in the, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Scriptures, and I believe our faith with my whole heart that will never change. It has been alleged that on LDS Church spokesperson or it has been alleged that an LDS church spokesperson issued a statement about me through a tabloid that is often hostile to people of faith. My wow. church has not public <laughs> publicly verified the statement's authenticity. Wow. Despite the Deseret News. We are also highly suspicious about the timing of such statement, given its close proximity to Mitt Romney's announcement that he is retiring. <sighs> my own public comments about my prayers about future plans and the fact that the LDS church does not engage in political activity in any event nothing will change my core beliefs if someone with the church did release this statement I am absolutely confident that the right people will step in and ensure that proper due process is followed as the rules of our church dictate I, my family, and the Spear Fund team will confidently move forward and focus on our mission of saving children from the horrors of sex slavery and remaining Fierce defenders of freedom. We invite anyone who shares this passion to join us. So what is his fucking position in the Spear Fund? Because his Instagram says he's a senior advisor. Yeah. Uh, is is there a I bunch of no liability idea. things? Or is like we can't Probably. actually name you an okay, actual so officer a few of things. this? Uh, one thing that Anna tweeted was, if, ask yourself if the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints would allow us to, and other news outlets to publish a fabricated statement without responding. That does not make any sense. The statement came from the church's media relations office. I'm sorry if that's hard to hear. Uh, she also mentioned, if you like, she was being very kind to, to some of these people that's like, you know, this, if you've, if you've bought into all this stuff and you're like Mormon, especially, this has to be incredibly difficult to hear. That's like what it makes it even more disgusting that Tim is able to like hide behind this, you know, this, his ostensible mission of, you know, fighting child sex slavery or whatever, um, is that it gives him the cover and be, to be like, yeah, I've exposed the powerful and the elite, which I, I don't think that's true, but whatever. Um, and clearly like, uh, the vice news is, is targeting me to take me down because I've, I've pissed off the wrong people. He's Boy, doing the Russell brand. Lies. Like that's exactly what he's doing. He's I, doing yeah, the, I spoke out about big mm-hmm. pharma. So they're, they're pointing out how I, uh, might've allegedly raped a bunch of people. Continues to ignore why was, he was let go from OUR, why he was let go from the Nazarene front fund as well. Like, mm-hmm. and completely just 
doesn't address any of the allegations. He talks about the allegations of the statement that was supposedly made by the church. That's not even an allegation. It was confirmed. It was confirmed by Glenn Beck in anger on Twitter. He was like, I know this is real and I'm pissed off about it. Here's a question now. And granted, uh, I never made it to law school, but, you know, I, I guess I'm smart enough to ask the question of, well, Tim, if this is all defamation of character, why don't you sue? Yeah, he should. He should yeah. totally sue. Sue Vice, sue ABC Force, yeah, sue Surely KUTV, sue the LDS Church, sue the Salt Lake Tribune, sue yeah. all of them. I, I, like, why, why, why wouldn't you if it's complete defamation of character? Yeah. It seems to me that it would, you know, like you should be fighting back instead of just throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. You know, open yourself up to discovery. This show exactly ahead, what man. your relationships with M. Russell Ballard was, especially in the business relationship. Yeah. Um, just, Anna, bless her heart, was going back and forth with a lot of people who are questioning the reporting. I mean, and she hammered home the, the point that the church issued this same statement to, to the Salt Lake Tribune, Deseret News, KUTV, Fox 13, and ABC4. All of them received the same statement and Vice was the first one to report it. So in journalistic practice, those other outlets credited Vice with being the first to report it, not being the sole source of the receive uh, as being the sole recipient of of the statement. But yes, the Desert um, News had to walk across the hall to get confirmation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So a, a few other things I've just been thinking about, I mean. There's pretty clear. It's pretty. It's pretty clear. There's like a um, division among, and it, this might just make the fissure even worse. But like Mormons who have grown distrusting of the of the men in charge of the church, um, and then the gospel itself. Like there is a separation that a lot of them see there, and um, it kind. And when it became the most obvious to me, as somebody who's really just looking at this from the outside, but being close to it, I guess was uh, when the church told people to get vaccinated. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't make it a requirement or anything, but they told people that they should get vaccinated. And this, like, they, they did this through mainly, th- I mean, they did it through, uh, I think it was on the church's website, but like through social posts. So, like they had a picture of the prophet uh, after having been vaccinated being like, yeah, go get vaccinated. I mean, you have to think about it this way too. There's a lot of people in the church who view their membership in the church through a partisan lens. Yeah. Like they, they think the church should follow their, follow their political whims, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's very obvious that the church is self-interested and for obvious reasons in doing what's best for the church. And usually it means keeping care of its reputation and also making sure like in the case of the vaccine, that's a va- that its membership stays healthy and alive. Yeah. Like a bunch of dead members doesn't do the church any good, but these people can't accept that because they think, you know, everyone's going to drop dead from the vaccine 10 years after they get it or whatever, whatever the, whatever the number is now, because it keeps moving because yeah. people keep not dying. I yeah. do. Yeah. I do have one thing just really quickly that I want to read kind of on this, uh, this topic and about this, this fissure that we're seeing about, you know, and kind of just like the growing, uh, like right wing insanity that's going on the uh, in the the Mormon Church. Our friend uh, Gospel Sod on Blue Sky and I were having a conversation uh, about this yesterday, and I thought he he put it really nicely on and 
much more eloquently than I could. So I'm just going to read this to you guys and get your thoughts. But he said the, uh, you know, he says, Exmos like to think the church leaders are more scared of liberal members, but the truth is they're way more scared of getting outflanked from the right. A schism where more conservative members leave is the constant threat you have to manage as a general authority. The tension in the church is always between being conservative enough to keep established membership from getting too upset with the church's direction and being mainstream enough for the missionary program to still be marketable. Yep. I, yeah, that's about that's about right. Amen. Uh, that about nails it. And like along those lines, this is what Glenn Beck tweeted and deleted. Uh, he, he said, many dear close friends are struggling with their faith tonight, feeling betrayed or abandoned. It is a dangerous time for all of us. Please pray for them. Pray for, pray that the Lord will direct their footsteps. Let us Lord God, have the courage to do what you ask. Always so fucking dramatic. I know. Yeah. And then he you, said little wiener theater kid. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. No, okay, you're fine. And then the second part of the, he is a little two tweet thread. Let us hear your voice and know the difference between your truth and man's truth. Politics has infected our business, our businesses, our families, our schools, friendships, and our churches. The ends never justify the means. Do what is right and as it is, never wrong to do so. Play by the rules of the house of the Lord is a house of order. You're a political commentator, Glenn. That's how you've made your millions. I know. I mean, but if, like, your, if your faith is dependent upon like a sub 100 IQ Vic Mackey, who's like, <laughs> who's like just running an NGO now. I don't know what to tell you, but you didn't have that solid of faith to begin with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Vic um, Mackey's making me laugh really hard right now. <laughs> it's a good show. Watch the shield. It's a great show. Yeah, it's it, it, so a couple of outstanding things that I've just been thinking about this week. I think it's pretty notable that um, Spencer Cox, the governor of this state, who's been involved in Utah politics in a long time, um, and like probably pretty close with Sean Reyes. I don't know how close, how, how that res- that relationship is, um, has never that I can find have said anything positive or negative about OUR or Tim Ballard, which seems like he must have known. I, I, I will say there are other conservatives who have all who have been skeptical of of Tim. Um, yeah. Friend of the pod, Tuttle Twins producer Connor Boyack <laughs> had a whole video talking about this, where even before all the specifics of this newest reporting again we've had years of reporting from vice about tim ballard and this scam they've been running but talking about how like you know word gets around in utah and you can't be living like this and just go completely unscathed it's actually kind of amazing i think that it's gone this long and i find it pretty crazy that like no one would report on this other than vice until like now. I mean, um, it, it, it's a pretty constant thread too, where it's like it, yeah. p- powerful institutions in the state. Like there's some pretty open secrets on a lot of things too, but yeah. never get exposed until like an out of state entity reports on too. Like another and good dam one breaks. And yeah, exactly. Like, another oh. good one's like the uh, sex abuse with the associate breaths and their story on, yeah. on the hotlines and on how the church didn't act on it too. No one in the state took action on anything like this. And they could have probably figured out a lot sooner before the Associated Press did. But yeah. there is this sense of hesitation to do anything about that. And, and I hope like taking someone like Tim Ballard down kind of emboldens them a little bit to like, you know what? It is possible. Let's keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
He's just like a he's a documented liar. Like I don't and and just I don't know why anyone would. One. I don't know why anyone would take his his uh, these statements at face value. It's just it's really absurd to 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 be casting doubt on like the credibility of the statement at this point, as it's been independently confirmed by multiple outlets. Even Glenn Beck, his pal, was um, was tweeting about it. It's it's just ridiculous. He's, he's just spiraling now. Like he's yeah. he's trying like. And, and this is the thing with a lot of pathological liars too, is when they're caught in a lie and they know they're caught in a lie, they lash out. Yeah. And that's, there's been a lot of lashing happening. What I think is interesting is that um, this like anti-trafficking uh, sphere of organizations or nonprofits or whatever that exists in this state, um, including like the one we talked about earlier, Exodus. Great, great name. Nice. Um and then some of the other ones, like Paul Hutchinson's, I can't remember what his is called. Child or was Liberation called. Foundation. Child Liberation Foundation. Um, Jordan, you you pointed out that Paul Hutchinson was the finance chair for Sean Reyes AG campaign, yeah, um, which he prominently displays as uh, one of his credentials. Um, there's just like some really weird stuff that I think still remains to be like, uh, uncovered here. But there, um, there's so much if you just had like a tenth of the like 10 percent more of the resources than we have you could probably crack everything open i i i'm assuming lynn's just gonna keep hitting this and i, I and and lynn has touched on paul yeah. hodges mm-hmm. you can look up on those videos i refuse to say what he said about paul hodges near for fear of litigation but <laughs> there, there's some things on that guy too yeah um Oh, here's here's one just really quickly. Sorry to interrupt, but You're from good. from Brian Schott, the uh, the politics editor from the SL Trib, he just uh, skeeted out on Blue Sky. Uh, this statement from Till Ballard is untrue. It has been alleged that an unnamed LDS church spokesperson issued a statement about me. Further, my church has not publicly verified its authenticity. A church spokesman or a church spokesperson verified the statement's authenticity when I asked. Yep. I mean, I, there's no question at this point whether that statement is real. It's like only people are like, why wasn't it on the church's website? You really want that on the church's website? <laughs> like bu- prominently bu- deprived. Bye bye, dickhead. Yeah. And like, <laughs> the, uh, I should also mention that the church has been deleting articles off the church's website that have referenced OUR and Tim Ballard. Oh, it's so gone. They're all those gone. Those are scrubbed. Yeah. Like, completely scrubbed. None of that anymore. I, they I'm control f uh, Tim Ballard and OUR and. I'm waiting for Desert Book just to take his books off of their website too. Just be like, mm, no, I don't think we need the book where Tim Ballard yeah. says that George Washington met the angel Moroni at Valley Forge. We we can yeah. probably do away with that one. Yeah, and I so I I was curious, and I talked to to some people today, some friends that um uh, this topic of like this potential schism that could happen in the church. And I was surprised how quickly I found examples of people who have friends and family members who are still active members of the church and stopped paying tithing because they quote, think their prophet is a man of science um, and not mm-hmm. a man of the Lord. <laughs> Other people being like, awesome. I just think that the church, like the men in charge of the church right now are part of like the deep state, like saw that independent of what you said, Greg, um, yeah. about who, you know, and, People blessing each other uh, and rebaptizing each other with different priesthoods um, was something that came up. Um, oh boy! <laughs> as a result of like COVID was like a big catalyst for a lot of this kind of thing. 
Um, you, you know what the funny thing is about the church? And this is one of those things where it's like, it's the legitimacy of the church, but also like it harms it. Personal revelation is such a double-edged sword because yeah. like the church loves it because it's supposed to be that thing that affirms like, your belief in the church. Like it gives me a warm feeling. So I know it's a true thing, but also it can really enable some bad shit, crazy behavior. Yeah. 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 It's, and again, like you can only go so far. You can't really you know, draw a hard line in the sand if you're a, uh, you know, a general authority or you're the prophet or you're going to scare off an already hemorrhaging congregation. Yeah. And I think the existing congregation would probably be very happy to see. I, I had a I had a Mormon person respond to me on Twitter, an active member that was like, I'd be very happy to see the people in my congregation that are like, think these things to be no longer go to church, which yeah, like I, I yeah, can, that I can would see be why. Like, it'd probably be better for everyone if. Yeah. But I think we. I, I mean, we have to get to the point where we, or not we, but the LDS Church like acknowledges that they have like a real right wing problem. Yeah, I mean, I like, don't think it's going to happen. But I it's, mean, they're, they're uh, twenty parents. They're twenty years too. They're forty years too late. Right. I like, mean, it's why they haven't said anything about the Desnat shit. Yeah, I think it's interesting that like also like this stuff that uh, like the COVID stuff and now this and whatever else has happened with the church. Um, it really just goes to show that the people that are getting upset upset lately with the church are the ones um, who have never had their beliefs personally challenged by anything that the church has come out and said, like they said a lot of stuff about people who still wanted to be members of the church, but supported gay marriage, you know, like, and yeah. that was really hard for some of those people. A lot of people left the church over that. Um, and now that this is happening to them, uh, in, in the way that they view the world, like uh, on such a much lower stakes level to a hundred percent, that's over the thing that really gets me and over vaccines, over the encouragement of vaccines and over, um, and they're, they're throwing a hit, like, Glenn Beck throwing that big of a fit and then just like deleting it all. Um, I mean, I don't know what else he's trying to encourage there. Like his, the emphasis on the words there, he, I, I it, it's really kind of surreal to see that. And I, it doesn't surprise me that I deleted it, but he said, let us Lord have the courage to do what you in all caps ask of us. Like emphasizing not what the men in charge of this church ask of us, but like, and again, this is in, this is in response to something that Glenn Beck likely fired uh, Tim Ballard for anyway. So yeah. it's like, he's I, just being, uh, he, this is just, he's just being a zealot for the people who are going to be following whatever sect this potentially could be. I don't, I don't know how real that is, but I mean, at a certain point it feels like he's trying to be like an Avignon papacy, except for like out of like central Idaho or something. Is that where he, where does he live now? I'm trying he, to figure he lives out. in a couple of places. He's got a ranch up in like Southeastern Idaho. And all okay. That too. And I, he was posting, I think he was posting from Idaho the other day. And I was like, where the hell? I thought he was a Texas guy, but. I think he has um, a place in Texas too. He he's got a bunch of places. He's got that media empire. The, the thing is, is I think Glenn Beck is all talk. Uh, oh, and absolutely. I don't, yeah. I, he wouldn't yeah, do. Yeah, he always any, has been. Yeah, and and he's, he's not going to do shit, dude. Have you like seen I what said, he looks like, dude? Do yeah, you he's just a zealot. I mean, do you remember what he did after the 2016 election, where he was yes. like, "Glenn Beck is sorry, sorry about, about that. I'm that. sorry." Yeah, yeah hanging out with Samantha B. Yeah, with with Sam B. You know, that dude. Sickening. Fucking all of that is so sickening. Anyone who believed in that. Yeah, like Glenn Beck is always in for Glenn Beck, and that's the yeah. only thing you can say. Glenn Beck believes in God because he believes it's himself. Glenn yeah. Beck believes in God because he know it'll make him money. 
they they're gonna start a new sect and they'll let Glenn Beck smoke cigars with Ben Shapiro or whatever once a year. Like that's the <laughs> that's the new word of wisdom. Tight. Um, but like I don't know, man. I, I I jokingly said like the new sect seems to like would be something that specifically appeals to people who liked who thought AlphaCon was gonna be cool. But there really is like a mm-hmm. like this right wing like. It's it's I don't know I don't know how prominent this is elsewhere in other states, but like this specific type of like capitalist bro culture here that exists. I don't know if it's like the sales bro thing or what, but like we've talked about a lot of these characters, the Jimmy Rex guys, the freaking the bull and uh, Sean Whalen, all of these other and all, all these like weird guys that are like all, very into social media and this image thing. But they're all like maybe BYU fans or they were Mormon or they kind of are, but it's not really clear if they're Mormon. They kind of make they're cool, like they might get tattoos, they'll have friends that drink and they might drink themselves, but they're still sort of Mormon and they are definitely conservative. There's there's something there that's been getting stronger. And we've definitely just talked about some a lot of these guys and things in isolation. Um, but there's like a wave that they're all riding, and I don't think it's very like cute. It's not it's not QAnon, but it is something that feels uh, in 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 a similar as a similar reaction. Q adjacent, yeah. Like I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to describe. You kind of just know it when you see it, right? And, uh, I don't know. Like yeah. Sean Whalen really is a perfect example because he. I mean, he hosted Jordan Peterson the other day. It's like well. based Gordon Gecko. Like that's, yeah, yeah. That's like a really good Mormon-ish way to say it. Ish Gordon Gecko. It's it's really weird because they all like they'll all be like the. It's like they'll work, they'll ride the side by sides in St. George one day, and the next day they're in like three pea suits smoking cigars and all that. Yep. Like, like it, it, they want to be all of the like aspects what they think is masculinity, but generally yeah. the only thing that's their common trait for all of it is just generally just like conning people out of like mm-hmm. five hundred dollars to watch a twelve hour seminar of that. Yeah, that used to be hosted at a fucking airport Hilton. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really bizarre. It's but Jordan all- Belfort. Uh, culture man yeah. yeah it's sell me this pen but with like a weird mormon twist sell yeah. me this pen but also we need to get dei out of universities right yeah um and a lot uh, of it like you know covid made a lot of people go insane these guys notwithstanding but anyway uh i think that's probably a good place to end it there's not there's going to be probably more that happens with this um I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if tim kind of just like faded into obscurity um yeah there, i i have two knows. predictions was going he's either gonna fade into obscurity or he's gonna lean into the hard right yeah man um that's a safe place for people in his situation what so. you mean like predators and con men and what are you talking about allegedly <laughs> yeah. alleged yeah um yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens uh all things considered, I don't think anyone who's been paying attention to this stuff sh- is is not surprised and should not be surprised. No, no, um, not at all. I mean, I think we all like had like suspicions about Operation Underground Railroad because like when the mission and the statistics are too perfect, you yeah. know something's up. Now, yeah. did I suspect it was going to be a pro- uh, psychic talking to Nephi and also like essentially doing deep cover for like hugging a woman in the shower no not really but you know that's a the road takes you where you go so you can say <laughs> yeah i you know, uh, it would all be very funny if it wasn't so gross 
Yeah. It's yeah. it's and it's really it's really sad. It's really depressing. And like I really want to hammer home the point point that like a lot of really I think good natured people bought into this nonsense yeah. from, with Tim from the beginning. And it's you know, it seems of course on the face value it seems like a very noble thing to care about. Um I the signs, if you were looking for them, were there all along that this guy is has been unhinged and um was not telling the truth for a very long time and got very bad vibes. And I think people on all sides of the political spectrum were, um, were keyed into that. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of people that fell for this. And as Anna was pointing out, like it must be really hard to accept right now to have your church yeah. be saying these things about a guy that they've, they've promoted pretty heavily in the past. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. one of the problems is too, is like, how many of those people who have gone all in for Tim Ballard and all that, how many of them are going to go when prophecy fails and just dig in deeper and think that like, well, maybe he's right. Maybe there is a cabal trying to stop him because we know there's a huge problem of like child trafficking in this world. Right. That's um, well, that's the thing. There's always an out there. There's always that plausible deniability. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we're officially on the ride to the fun and cool zone, and I'm excited about it. It's feeling Woo! good. I, there's no way that any of this could go poorly. Um, so by sign up to John, to John McNaughton's um, <laughs> newsletter. newsletter and his mailing list. He has nude paintings all the time. They're very good. New paintings uh, or nude paintings? Oh, uh, man, give it I time. Only... <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, paint uh, me like one of your Mormon girls, John McNaughton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't emphasize how uh good the work that like and i can't emphasize enough how good the work that uh tim and and anna were doing have been doing at vice and lynn has just been chugging along on his youtube channel just like being consistent and uh saying a lot of saying a lot of stuff that's uh that's borne out pretty pretty substantially killing um, it. i'll be honest lynn packer has been like an investigative reporter since well before any of us were born and that <laughs> dude still just throws a hundred I know it's crazy. Yeah. He's Nolan uh, Ryan, man. He still so, got the fastball into his forties. Yeah, and he's he's yeah. He kind of he's like actively at the end of his videos. He tells people if you have like comments or questions, like email me. He's got like a Noam Chomsky style uh, communication situation um, going up. So uh, American Crime Journal and uh, Lynn Packer on YouTube. Um, we'll probably we'll just link to his channel. But yeah, uh, support all all their work because they're. Literally the only two outlets that have been keeping track of any of this yeah. and uh, yep. that includes local news organizations. And, and we don't know how much longer Vice is going to keep doing that, too, because Shane Smith is a fucking dipshit. Yep. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Days like this, I have you thinking about them fellas in the past. Used to fuck up the estate, send me running to my mind with that big Mel Gunfler. Never had a plan, give me something to escape. Guess I have them boys to tank. You could catch me on the corner, keep your peace with the lies. Breaking down the cul de sac, trying to take up all my hands. 50 copies, stopping nothing just to be the fucking man.